The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. You better keep that pig away from my bunny ears. I'm wearing uh, bunny ears because we got Easter on the horizon, and this is an exciting time, Easter candy and all. I'm going to eat the chocolate while you wear the ears. (laughs) All right. We have a really special guest today and a super special episode, so I'm very excited to get started. But first, happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast. We're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. And that quirky tip of the day is if you are in Western New York, um, specifically like the Hamburg, New York area, I have a very good friend. We have a very good friend who's on our podcast here today um, who runs a kick-ass daycare out there. We have Noelle Nasca. She is um, an awesome dog trainer, a pit bull lover, and she is really doing something with daycare that I think is going to interest a lot of people that are either looking for daycare or that already own a daycare. So Noelle, welcome and thank you for joining us here today. Thanks for coming. Good to see you. (laughs) The first time we uh, called her, we sounded like monsters. So we're excited that we all sound normal now and and the bunny ears and all. So tell us, it was funny because when I was talking about this podcast with you, I said like, hey, what did you think of daycare like before you started a daycare? And you said the same thing we say, like "Eh, daycare isn't really the best way if you want to train dog. But if it's run in a structured way, it seems like you can really make some stuff happen. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved into it and what you've learned and some of your best practices about how it's all gone. Oh, my God. This is a huge topic. (laughs) I know. It's too big. It's too big. Lead me very specific Well, How about this? What kind of a screening, pre-screening are you doing with these dogs that are coming in? Yeah. The evaluation. Yeah. What are you doing? First, let me just tell you, I, I never, I used to strictly just do obedience classes, private lessons. I worked at a variety of locations around Western New York. It was just training. Right. And I trained my own dogs, of course, and I had goals and whatnot. Anytime somebody said, should I take my dog to daycare? It was always a big no. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't feel comfortable yeah. right. advising people to do that. And it's not even like I knew what was going on in daycares. I'd never been to any. I'm even before I opened this one, I, <laughs> I guess I did a few just mm-hmm. to see what was available, even looking for space. But I really don't know very much about how daycares other than my own are run. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear things. And one of the things that I hear is that they do an evaluation process. Some places apparently mm-hmm. where they dogs in and they have them meet one of the resident dogs, like one a person that works there, their dog, or um, maybe the owner's dog that's there. And it might take place over a 20 minute time frame. Right. Trying to decide what's going on with the dog in 20 minutes is like, that's scary. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So what is, what is your protocol there? Um, if somebody wants to come to the barking lot with a new dog, what is the protocol that you guys normally use then? They come for the day. Okay. Uh, we ask some questions to find out what the dog's basic temperament is like before they even arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, make a reservation. We have a special day of the week for new dog day. And when they come in, um, it's 
pretty quick. It's a drop off where the owners aren't hanging around. Um, they've already filled out all their paperwork and turned in their vaccinations and all of the formalities. And we're there awaiting their arrival. We take the dog as as rapidly as possible <laughs> so that there's not a lot of like yeah. Oh, yeah. No, emotional. Yeah. And the dog not a lot of dropping the kid off or kindergarten behavior going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Try to to make expedite that pretty quickly. And then it's it's really noticing straight out of the gate what's going on with that unique particular dog. Some of the dogs um, are gonna be able to come right in and be in the room, but in their own space without having to directly mingle. So it's like a holding tank, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a divider um, where the dogs can smell each other, see each other, um, but the new dog has its own space to be in. And we're watching what's going on with what that dog's telling us about how they feel. You sure. know? And that's so um, important because the energy when you're just meeting one dog, especially like if it's an employee dog, like you were talking about, is way different than when there's a whole slew of dogs out there. You know what I mean? So oh, this. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think is hard for a lot of owners to understand is that they've seen their dog in interactions with one, maybe, yeah. maybe even like 10 dogs if they go to a dog park or something. But the reality at the daycare is that there's 50 other dogs in the building and they're all excited to see mm -hmm. this guy. Yeah. Brand new yeah. In. Right. And a lot of pressure on the new guy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So how long have you had the barking lot? Um, it's been, we just oh talked God, about it's this seven years. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a long haul. Congratulations. Yeah, and it's a beautiful blessed. space. How many square feet is it roughly? 5,000. Yeah. And one thing Not I, big building but the daycare itself is 2500 plus the outside area yeah so. oh that's good i want to talk about that so outside area now that we're discussing best practices one thing that freaks me out sometimes with daycare is like when it's upstairs and people drop the dog off at 6 a.m. and then they pick the dog up at 6 p.m. and then the dogs never did anything but lived upstairs in that room. And then sometimes we'll have clients like, oh, hey, I'm getting some accidents at home and there's some fallout since I started at daycare. Well, yeah, I would assume so because your dog's been peeing inside for every day, the whole day. So explain to us a little bit about your outdoor area and potty times and all that. Yeah, it's Oh, I feel just that description that you just gave. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> well, and the smell too. Like I'm crazy. Like I can't freaking deal with could I, like could I dog just smells. Interject something real quick before you answer, Noel. A lot of people yeah. that get into dog daycare have never been involved with dogs previously yeah, that's in true. their lives. Yeah. They think it's they want to get involved in the multi-billion dollar pet industry. Yeah. So they open up a, a dog daycare and it's a friggin' shit show. <laughs> to just, I mean, I've seen them. It's brutal. It's really scary. Yeah. You know what people are doing yeah. out there. This is just not even on their radar. No. I mean, no. But let's just so, discuss indoor outdoor and maybe why it would be good. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, I feel super lucky. I, I don't even think that... Uh, the demands that are placed on my staff are high. You know, there's yeah. enough. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let alone the accidents that do occur, which they do every day. Yeah. Inside. yeah. But if that were all of the dogs, yeah. I don't I don't think that it, it would be very difficult to keep a team. You'd be, you'd <laughs> yeah. be flooded. Staffing yeah. would even be, yeah. like, you would have a high turnover because that's really tough to take care of everything happening inside. Sure. Yeah. So, not to mention, like you were saying, the fallout with the dogs. I think that's a very real um, scenario. But our our situation is that there's that huge 2,500 square foot indoor space. Um, 
And then we have an exit door in the back that is just basically a really large man door. And we keep that open. And so the dogs are encouraged. Anytime we see any indicators that a dog is like, hey, I'm sniffing, I'm circling, yeah. I'm for a spot, we're right away on top of that. And hey, 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 hey let's go. Let's go outside. And yeah. we're escorting them out if they're not already like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to go outside. Well, how are the... So how are the- are all lined up and ready to go out there and it just makes everything easier i just want to how do they how do the 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 employees see that when they're all on their cell phones all day (laughs) no cell phones in daycare noelle's employees are hardcore man but it's important she does it upright how many employees do you have right now well first of all let me just say something about that with the phones it sounds like maybe silly or inconsequential but i seriously look at this like it's as though you're driving a car. That's it is. My, oh my God. Thank you. Aware. And so sounds I, kind I of important. I don't, <laughs> I, <laughs> you said it sounds kind of important being in a daycare. Exactly. So that's what I want to impress upon everybody yeah. as that are working with me that we can't, we can't be cavalier about it. We can't take time to be scrolling. It's just the two don't go together. So it's really the, the daycare you know, a day in daycare has its peaks and valleys. And there are times when it's really chill and relaxed and it feels super fun and comfortable to be there (laughs) hanging out with the dogs. And then there's times that you really just have to put on a whole different demeanor and be prepared to be the leader, Mm -hmm. the president, the one in charge. You're watching every dynamic that's going on with all these different relationships with all these different dogs. Yeah. No, it's true. And pack mentality, like people don't get it, but it's a real thing. You know, having a little playmate down the street and dogs playing is way different than having dozens of dogs all together. And that is a best practice that we just brought up right there. So not only does Noel have all these girls and employees in general who are, you know, carefully hired, sexist. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> girls are good with dogs. They're, they're better. They're detail oriented. They care less about their phones. So they're focused and engaged, but legitimately guys, there are some places where there are rooms where dogs are kept, where people don't have eyes on them like yes, ever. For sure. And that is, Oh my God. I I, I had like a heart palpitation. No, like literally like it really is. And this whole like thing about you're driving a car, it's true because if one dog snarks and three other dogs jump in and somebody doesn't get there for 10 minutes, that is like a bloodbath that you cannot imagine. And it may even result in a fatality. And we have heard of that kind of stuff too. I just want to interject just to, this isn't us just trying to make everyone paranoid. I know personally of a daycare where people came to pick up their dog they went into the dog yard and there was what appeared to be a dead rabbit. It turned out it was a Shih Tzu, half eaten. That's bad. That's a real story. That's bad. You so know? this is why like, I want people to understand. And this is also because of our listeners. Like, I actually am not anti-daycare anymore at this point, especially if people have to leave for work at like 4.30 and get home at 9. Like, I get it. And there are people that have those kind of work schedules. And really, Noelle and I were talking about this. There's less variables to going to daycare than having a dog walker come in and all of that. Like, there's less things. There are fewer things going on. All you do is Mm -hmm. drop your dog off, but we want it to be at a responsible place. So not only are you going to have people there that are engaging, but there's going to be eyes on the dog. Eyes on the dogs at all times is like hugely important. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. There's no zero tolerance with anything but that. <laughs> I was going to just, no. we have one uh, friend locally that has a daycare. And one thing I like about the way she runs it, Noel, 
and you may not do it your way or her way, but I can see how it would work either way, is that she has Monday, Wednesday, Friday dogs, Tuesday, Thursday dogs. It's always the same dogs. So they all are used to each other. So the dynamic isn't changing quite as much. You know what I mean? And she also is capped. You know, she's not working in the 50 dog range. She's like in 25, 30 dog range, you know? Right. Are you are you 50? You have about 50, you said? Yeah, it ranges. Like we have um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are really busy days, uh, and it's typically hovering around 50. Um, Fridays can get that way as well, but it's usually around yeah, 40, 40 to 45. And then Wednesday, the middle of the week is a little quieter, like remarkably so. It's about 30. Yeah. And we're not even on Mondays for daycare we do it's a day of classes uh, we have classes a lot of the days of the week but um Monday we don't open for daycare do you have a lot of people that do Tuesday to Friday like dogs uh, that you see every day there's there's I can think of a handful that do um some dogs you know the reality with that is it's such a highly stimulating environment that it's the dogs almost burn out and you could just see it. Like they're like, I need to go home and run. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this in, true. Re- in relation to that. Do you do any crating in daycare? Yes, absolutely. So they get a little uh, downtime. It's not as though it's a given like, Oh no, not, I know. I know. We're not, we're not saying, okay, it's 1130. Everybody's going in for a nap. Right. What we're doing that is the crate, can be um, an option if we see a situation like what I was just mentioning, a dog is overstimulated. Sure. You can tell them for a place to relax. There are a lot of areas within the space that they can go find a quiet corner. Mm-hmm. We've got some like bunk bed type deals and elevated pedestals and things that they can jump up on or go under. Sure. But sometimes the dogs are still bumping into them or trying to lay next to them and they don't feel like that. So we'll take them and be like, you need a nap. One of our dogs, her name's Fern. She, uh, she'll tell us, she'll go right over to the gate. Like, <laughs> nap time. <laughs> but they like that. They need their time for decompression. And that is a huge thing about, you know, people are like, oh, I need cage-free daycare. No, like actually the cages are going to provide structure and provide safety. And Fern thanks you for the cages. She needs her and darn like, cages. And that's that they can come back out and be appropriate and group. Yeah, sure. So sometimes we do use the crate mm-hmm. um, for a consequence. So if somebody's not managing their personality properly and appropriately in the daycare, right. there's consequence of, well, you, you can't be out here right now. Sure. Um, so the crate is a great place to just give them a bit of a timeout, let them be extracted, let them feel like, oh, maybe I should change my, uh, my approach here. <laughs> yeah, maybe sure. I should change my behavior a little bit. I got yeah. a naughty knot. All right. We're going to go to break super quick. And when we come back, okay. we're going to talk about customer service and employees more. I'm super excited. Does your dog seem anxious? Would you like your dog to relax? Do you want to feel more in control? Would you like your dog to cooperate? HowToCalmYourCanine.com That's HowToCalmYourCanine.com All right, we're back. I just like to see my bunny ears pop up on the screen. That's why I wanted to go to break. Okay, so... The Hershey Kisses. Oh, you are eating the candy. Wow, he really did bring it. I didn't realize that was happening. Um, So Carry on. (laughs) Noelle, one thing that I am really impressed with with her daycare and why I wanted to have her specifically on is the way that she instructs her employees to not only handle dogs, but 
be conscientious of their jobs and really like put their best foot forward in terms of behavior and even training in a sense, right? So tell us a little bit about who you hire and why you hire and kind of what you expect of your team. Okay. (laughs) So this was never, I never knew that I would be involved in all of this. So I'm sort of winging it and I don't even know if this is the right way. It's just happens to be the way that's working for me. Um, So no, nothing against anybody else or whatever they're doing. I'm just trying to be me and do what I do. And send dogs home and send dogs home safe. How many dogs have been eaten this month that you're Stop it. Don't stop. We're moving on from that story. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And I, I think that there's, you know, it's not just lucky. It is because of all the things that we're talking about. There's a lot of measures that are in place that make it so it's a safe, it's a safe environment for these dogs. And it's, comfortable, safe, and with the rules and the structure, it's fun. But as far as my, um, my staff, really what I'm looking for first and foremost is, I mean, it's a given that we want people that enjoy dogs, mm-hmm. but that a lot of people I notice think that just cause they love dogs, they would be a perfect fit yeah. for working. And I think that there's probably that's, that's far from the truth. Yeah. There's this misnomer that you just roll around with puppies and get kissed all day in the dog world. And that's not necessarily the truth. <laughs> kind of the opposite. Yeah. In fact, things that I want to see as the leading foot forward is leadership. Um, a big presence. Mm-hmm. I like, I like, it's like, it sounds funny, but I, <laughs> he's, he's giving me my big presence. Oh, you know, like someone who's going to use their voice. Yeah. And and be able to move quickly and with, with like intensity. Yes. Commitment. Yes. Yeah. I want there to be like, the dog should be able to see that somebody standing in this room looks more important than the other one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that they're, the dogs are, the, the person, the people that I select are people that I feel like it's, it's not hard to tell that they're in charge. Yeah. Um, and the dogs and- like that. That's why you keep the calm because they feel like, okay, somebody's running the bus here. You know, yeah. I don't have to step up. Exactly. If someone's like steering the ship, they don't feel all that pressure and responsibility to make the decisions themselves. And so many dogs have a lot of hangups and they're not the best ones to be making decisions. So yeah, right. somebody that's comfortable, not only loving dogs, but more importantly, controlling dogs. Yeah. And, and you she- sent me a video. We're going to show it here in a second. They even do like some grooming. Is that standard or is that an oh upcharge there? Or what is the day? De- what is the deal? I mean, I'm going to come out and move there and send our dogs to daycare. You know, I, I'm the worst at cutting nails, and I'll quit. but most dogs, my own mostly, because I don't do this to other people's dogs, but if I'm cutting nails, somebody's, I'm getting the quick on somebody. Sure. It's going to happen. All of my girls are like, they're, they all, they all do nail trims. They're to they every die. dog. Like, is that just a barking lot practice or is that an upsell or our, our regular players who buy their passes with the purchase of a pass, they get a free nail trim. Oh my God. You guys, if you're not doing this, your daycare, this sounds good. All right. I want to show this video because I'm super impressed. And Chrissy, our producer was super impressed too. So we're going to show the video and then we'll talk. All right. Thanks. Thank you. 
Pick your color. What color? <laughs> Okay, we just needed a break for that to see that. But that is amazing, you guys. The freaking girl is sitting there cutting the dog's nails while all of the dogs are roaming around. And there was one dog in a gentle leader. I want you to talk about this gentle leader situation a little bit because this is something that you have utilized at your daycare, which I find very interesting. And then the other dogs are all not wearing collars. So the people that are going to freak out about, oh my God, there can be intertwining and all of this stuff, I want them to know that that's not happening. So can you just briefly explain your gentle leader um, thought process? Sure. Um, so it's a, to me, I've had the gentle leader in my back pocket for, uh, helping people, you know, it's a great piece of equipment to help people. If they've got a puller, everybody Mm -hmm. thinks that that's the, the reason for a gentle leader, like the dog pulls. So we get the leverage point and then comes minimized. Um, this is all true, (laughs) but the coolest thing that I think is better about the gentle leader is that it, where it sits on their anatomy, Mm -hmm calming effect on a lot of dogs. To me, it's like um, that acupressure point behind the base of the skull mm-hmm. where it rests on the muzzle. These acupressure points relax the dog and it's it like an EFT like class. Dog. I know it is. It's true. Scott's what? saying it's like emotional freedom technique class because that's all about acupressure too. But it's, it does, it, it, it not only relaxes some hyper dogs cause you've seen it firsthand, but it almost like just kind of sometimes brings them down yeah. just a notch Reels enough. Them in a little bit. Yeah. That they're just safer. You know what I mean? It's like governor on an engine. Like you're yeah. not going to be able to go above 55. Yeah. You got to keep pulling here. And yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. of the dogs are, they're really social and they're like, they're, they would, they could be in daycare, but some of their overexcitement gets them into inappropriate yeah. play or yeah. Too not obnoxious. even that they're, they're doing anything wrong, but they just are so forward and right. they keep adjuring a dog. And then that's going to create contention from the guy that's on the receiving end. And, you know, then the domino effect starts to happen, but Putting gentle leaders on dogs that let us know they could use one mm-hmm. oftentimes really helps them adjust their energy level. So and they can well, be a part know, of, because otherwise they're just going to get kicked out. Hey, look, that's exactly right. And I feel like going back to the crating thing, like a lot of people, it's funny because people see the gentle leaders and, you know, right away they're like, why is there a muzzle on my dog? And that's the farthest thing from yeah. the reality. Right. Dogs can open their mouths. They can carry a ball. They drink. They could still bite if they yeah, want. Yeah. yeah, very, very successfully. I might add. Yes. Yeah, they're 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 able to pant and you know they they function just perfectly. They can but, drink water um, and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's remarkable to me on a few fronts. the The gentle leader, when we put it on dogs in training, sometimes they have like such a an aversion. And yeah. the owners are like, oh my God, look, my dog is freaking out. Take that off. Right. And me being me, I usually make them just ride through it. And I'm like, no, this is a, a knee jerk reaction. We're going to get past this and everything's going to level off and it's going to go okay. But what I notice in daycare is, you know, you saw in the video, the dogs aren't attached to a leash. No, no, right? no. Yeah. It's just a piece of equipment. They're- yeah. And I like, I didn't even know you were going to answer with the acupressure point um, answer, but I love that answer. And honestly, there is a lot of validity to that because it's funny, even now, Jimmy, sometimes we do EFT directly on Jimmy. He's like laying on his back. I'm like, Jimmy's the best dog in the world. But legitimately the acupressure point. He knows that already. Yeah, I know. I, that's, the, that's the last dog that needs to hear that. But those points really do have a calming effect on dogs. And we even put acupressure in for our how to calm your canine program 
because it does work. And the types of people we use that work on our dogs use it. And there is a difference there. So if it's going to help the dogs physiologically, why the heck not bring it up, you know? Absolutely. And so what I was going to say is that it's such a beautiful answer. And oftentimes it's better than something like putting them in confinement. A hundred percent. Cause they can still be a part of. And, and the confinement for some of the dogs does Very stressful. Yeah. It yes. frustrates more and then they're coming out even more loaded. So yeah. it's like, it's just, it's been a fantastic tool in my experience with helping people with their dogs this whole entire time. And it's kind of evolved and it's, it, it just plays so many roles. And it's remarkable to me that the dogs wear it and they don't have a leash attached and they're not bothering it. That's what I, I wanted would, to ask. How long like, does it take to get them conditioned? Five percent of them. Just there's so much going on, and yeah. the dogs involved the they, most. They forget about it. So they just it, they acclimate to it almost immediately, and they want to get back to playing. Yeah. So. Really and the, cool. the, the nice it's thing really about the gentle leader, Jess may not agree with me, <laughs> but if they continue to get rambunctious, you can just add 10 pound weight on the bottom <laughs> ring there. Just slow don't, down. Don't listen to my <laughs> husband. He's such a pain in the ass. I do want to make a, a note about something that you said about me being me, because you being you is similar to me being me and we function similarly in the dog world. And is that rifle on your lap, by the way? Look no, like Fonzie. Fonzie. Oh, I, I can't see. I can't see. Oh, hi, He's honey. His my, face in there. That's I call him my I call him my Sinky Pitbull. He's such a good boy. What do you All right, call that? So, he did a, a photo bomb. That's what it was. <laughs> a photo bomb. Listen to him. Photo bomb. No. So you're saying I I work the dogs through the gentle leader process because me being me, it's not just that. Anytime we work the dogs through something like that, where there is a little bit of stress or something else, we're actually building our dogs up. Make we're helping them be stronger mentally. We're helping their immune systems. The more that we're just like, oh, any stress, any pressure, oh my God, back off, the weaker we're making our dogs, literally. So I'm not saying like, if your dog's thrashing everywhere, like, of course you can condition with food. I actually have this new method with gentle leaders that I love where I have two leashes and one on the flat and one on the gentle for dogs that understand that. But is every time you work the dog through a challenge and they made it out alive, it's better for the freaking dog. And I would assume you agree Same with, with that. people. Yes, exactly. Temper, temper the world. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So Scott told his stupid story about the shit soup getting eaten, but I want to hear some crazy stories from you. So you've been doing this seven years now. I don't care if it's dogs or employees or uh, customers or anything, but let, do you have any standout stories from your experience? Oh my gosh. Honestly, Jess, they're like stories that only good ones. It, it won't translate to me trying to explain it. Look, here comes Ragu. <laughs> Always my big boy. Every second of every day, hilarious stuff. Like that's what <laughs> I, I think if I could, I would say that's one of the perks of working there because the dogs are absolutely hysterical. Should, like we, the other day, um, I wasn't in the room at the time, but uh, one of my staff members, Amy, who's been there for, I think we're going on four years. Uh, she, there's a dog named Ryder and he's a Vishla and he is the biggest clown. And he, he's, uh, see, it's not going to translate well because you oh, this story know. really sucks. Noel. <laughs> just, just end it with then. And then we found $20. No, tell us about the damn Vishla. Stop. Between the tarp and the fence. <laughs> Good thing the girls weren't on their phones, darn it. Ragu, Ragu came into the scene, though, when I was talking about crazy stories. So I want to talk about him picking the whatever he got to pick out of the bowl and how he does that and how he's a oh, part of the daycare with that process. Because he's like the mascot of the damn barking lot. He is. He is. I feel like Ragu is the reason that people come. I mean, I really <laughs> <laughs> he's been the, like you said, the mascot, but he, 
He will take the, uh, we have what's called barking passes. And uh-huh. those are the, um, for the people that come regularly, they purchase these barking passes and that's their ticket each time that they come in for a day of daycare. So we mark the tickets that represents each day that they're in. And once the tickets are filled, they go into this big container. And then about once a month, I have Ragu select a name. He goes in with his little blind face I know. <laughs> or sometimes 20 of them. And, <laughs> and, and that dog wins a free day a day. It is the so. cutest video. I look forward to it every time and I always watch it. So I had to bring it in because as soon as I talked about crazy stories, he walked in like he wanted me to mention them. <laughs> Hey, nice to meet. Yeah. yeah. No, you're really doing um, a great thing out there. And of course, you guys are doing training too, but daycares can be a very productive thing for people. And you can also have structure. Like, I honestly feel as though the dogs in your daycare may have some carryover and they're more well-behaved at home. Do you ever see that? Do people mention that kind of thing? Man, I sure hope so. I do think that that is the case. I, I think that when there's so much energy and the reserves are just never emptied, People don't even know where to start, and it's not very fun to be around their dogs at times. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's the reality, and that's the gist that I get from people saying he's driving me crazy, yeah. or I don't have time, and he's tearing things up at home, or um, mm-hmm. I'm having such a hard time with crate training because it's so long, you know, that the yeah. people are gone. Yeah, right. So this, this really is. I, I mean, what I, what I used to think, and maybe what I still think, because not everybody runs a daycare like this, but what I used to think was it would be the the worst place to go. But when you do it with um, like the mindset of, I just came at it like I'm a trainer, my own dogs. Yep. So it's about structure and management and rules. And then with that comes the freedoms that allow them to, my daycare's big, like that's <laughs> 2,500 square feet of a lot of space and they run. Yeah. And it's not as though we can let like running happen for 20 minutes at a time, but they can really get, you know, get stretching their legs and get a, a good dose of energy out. And then when the people come to pick them up, they're just so much, they're, they're prepared and ready and primed to take direction. Ready to go home not, and eat dinner. <laughs> yeah. They go home, they eat, they might go for some people still take their dogs for a walk after they've had a full day of daycare and they hang out with them and they, mm-hmm. you know, do their thing and they're, they're getting their bonding time. But now the dog is more enjoyable. Yeah, less pulling. Well, and that's yeah, another, pull- another thing that you bring up, which is important. This, like my dog's driving me crazy and this like, um, energy that seems like it could just expend for, you know, days and weeks. Sometimes if a dog is at a daycare and it's just chasing its tail all day or something like your girls aren't going to allow that. Like sometimes if a dog is going to daycare and just kind of rehearsing this, like, weird subconscious crazy or whatever and not really in the moment like that's not healthy either you know what I mean so stopping that kind of stuff and interrupting that kind of stuff and you may think oh why can't dogs run for 20 minutes because that's too much energy that's too much going on we're going to get to a point where like the kids at the playground like there there's too much going on there so seeing those things and heading them off is super important is there anything that you feel like we missed that um other people should know about that either own a daycare or looking for a daycare anything else that people should look for or ask when they're kind of doing their own screening process for their own dogs you know i I really feel like this, this prompted me to really take a good look at what's going on here. And like I said before, it's, I keep my head down. I do my thing. I'm not looking around at what other daycares do, but having the conversation that, that precipitated all of this, I, it really made me pause and look. And the truth is you want to go with people that have experience with 
dogs. And if you have people that are passionate about something like training, oh my God, that, that to me is what makes the difference in my place. My girls all come to my classes and many of them have become instructors for my facility. So they're, they're really like, they're living and breathing, understanding the nuances of getting really intimate and understanding how dogs relate and to notice the changes in behavior so that they're noticing the smallest thing so that no event has to happen. Yeah. And that is so important. And honestly, I can't think of anywhere else that they're hiring people like that and that there's that actual passion because yes, we're not rolling around with puppies all day long, but like you guys love going in and seeing those dogs. And if a dog's been on vacation with their family for a week, it's fun when they come back like, Hey buddy, I missed you. You know, but also having that keen eye for BS, you don't want things to escalate. Can I add something here? Well, one I just, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, one thing that you said that caught my attention. You said, I just keep my head down and I do my thing and you try and keep your daycare as best you can under control and whatnot. And you and I both know some of the best trainers in the country and I, I would argue worldwide. And a lot of them keep their head down, they're minding their own business, they're training and nobody knows who they are. Like we, the, the three of us know do- a dozen people that are great trainers that nobody knows who they are in the country. And then there's the people that are opening six daycares. They're just, right. you know what I mean? They're doing these big franchises. Or they're looking Everyone at everybody else's daycare to shit on them or somebody else's training program to shit on them. And like, stay in your own lane, guys. Like, do the best you can do for yourself and then show your results. And if that freaking video of that dog getting its nails cut in the middle of daycare, nice and happy and not getting mauled, doesn't wow people, then I don't know what will. And even that, like, even that, people could say, well, oh, the dog's in a submissive place. And what if the other dogs came over? No, Noelle's not doing that on her eval day after the dog gets out of confinement like okay let's do the nail trim buddy and see what everybody thinks of you this is we know the dogs and this is similar to how we ran our bigger kennel is like when you know the dogs they're kind of like family and they have a sense of peace when they're with you so thank you for giving them that peace because dogs need peace we all need it damn it or they have some quirky uh hang-ups and you need to adjust to that and they need somebody to help them with that which you are doing so we appreciate it most importantly out of all of this is when are we going to see you again because COVID or not it's been a really long time i'm taking a ride next weekend (laughs) okay how long has it been though well i feel like it's been like maybe three four i think the last time we saw you that you were here we were in amesbury and ragu got bit by the mosquitoes remember that (laughs) (laughs) I was so thinking of you this morning when all that happened, but that was the last time I Ragu and I are really interconnected. Oh, maybe that's when you stayed with us, but then we trialed in New Hampshire and you were there too and everything else. But we used to train with Noelle so frequently and we um, have had a great time training and we used to go out to New York and she would come out to us miss that so much. Yeah. Well, it's going to, we're going to, we're going to get back to it because we're just heading into our early retirement years here. So we're just going to do a world tour. Oh, you guys are best. I miss you so much. And you honestly, like you made the biggest difference for me in so many ways, ring training, French ring, like you definitely, you made it, but so you don't even realize how you helped me. You made it fun, Noelle. And (laughs) I was getting pretty burnt out. Uh, You know, I had been doing that sport for a long time and I was just getting kind of burnt out. And it's nice to get together with people that are very excited about the activity because it keeps 
Keeps you going, yeah. And most importantly, you took the picture of us doing the defensive handler with Jimmy where it looks like Scott's like, get off my lawn, you stranger. So, I mean, you've captured some of the best training moments we've ever shared all together. So that's most important. All right, thank you so much for your time. Um, if you guys are Barking Lot members in uh, Hamburg already, congratulations. And, like, literally... I know that this is not how every daycare functions. So like you guys are very lucky to be able to have that resource. And if you are in the area, if you know someone in the area, they don't have a lot of space all the time, but check it out. If nothing else for the training, I mean, training is hugely important. And, and you know, one more thing, does the training and the daycare carry over? Like, do you have a lot of clients that are doing the classes that also do daycare? Absolutely. So well, you're like you changing do, dogs and owners' lives every leash, day. Put the leash My on Noel. the uh, gentle leader and you're, you're halfway there. <laughs> and the training's begun. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Happy Easter, guys. Um, have a great day. Noel, thank you again so much. Kisses to Fonzie and Regu and everyone over there and hugs to Matt and the girls. Thanks, Noel. And we'll see you next week, guys. Keep it quirky. Bye. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect